You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 44. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Roro, I don't know if you know this or not, but we are seven days, 15 hours, and 59 minutes away from Halo Infinite. I need the, I need the seven days part. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Oh my goodness! I, I'm not counting down or anything. I mean, it's not, no, no. no. I, I don't have a problem. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone watching live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN, and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week is the Xbox Game Showcase. We have some predictions to give, but first, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week so let's go ahead and jump right in the first item on the pxn news of the week is there is a sony patent out there roro that is suggesting that older playstation 1 ps2 and ps3 games uh that could be backwards compatible via the cloud so i'm assuming playstation now uh, which this is definitely a welcome site. Uh, obviously, Microsoft has done very well with that, with uh, backwards compatibility. But uh, as long as uh, Sony can pull this off, that would be, I think, uh, very welcomed by the Sony fans out there. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I always, every console that comes out, like I really hope that they include backwards compas- compatibility in some shape or form. Uh, it's kind of... It's great that we have like Games Pass and Games with Gold and PS Now and and stuff like that uh, services kind of dedicated to that kind of stuff. So um, I'm hoping that they continue to improve upon PS Now because right now it's it's not so good, especially compared to Game Pass. Yeah. So yeah, well, I'm I'm excited. I, I love backwards compatibility, and there's a lot of games that I've missed. So yeah. yeah. And it is a it is a little bit of a different approach to to what Microsoft Microsoft is doing. I, apparently, I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Microsoft is doing more of uh, emulation on the Xbox itself, where essentially you play a 360 game on an Xbox One, and it essentially boots up a Xbox 360 on your console. Right. It's it's really weird, but yeah. uh, like this is it's seeming to be more of a you know PlayStation Now type experience where you're going to not have like that experience but you're going to probably connect to a like server farm that essentially is uh like a emulation of ps1 ps2 ps3 etc so mm-hmm. I, I do think it's interesting uh as long as it works well i'm i'm okay with it uh yeah. I, have you used the uh streaming part of playstation now nope yeah. i have not yeah. I, I haven't either so i'm not sh- i'm kind of curious about it i've used um i've used the uh x cloud preview that microsoft mm-hmm. has going right now and that actually it works pretty decently uh mm-hmm. there is some noticeable latency especially if you're playing like fps's or something that requires right. a, like precise uh movement uh so that it definitely would be something to k- kind of keep your eye on but uh yeah, I don't know. Stadia does it, so I feel like if Stadia can do it, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
moving on to more Sony news. Uh, Sony has reportedly increased its PlayStation 5 production from 5 to 6 million uh, units to 10 million units uh, due to the higher demand being caused by the COVID-19 uh, pandemic right now. So this is really good news in my opinion. Uh, I'm sure you agree that sure. more consoles out there. So less of a <laughs> chance that we don't get one, Roro. Yeah. Um, will I be getting one at launch? Probably not. But this is it's it's great that if I do have the the money to spend yeah. on it at launch day, I I might be able to snag a console for sure. Yeah. And if they're having so many, then maybe after launch, when I for sure have enough money, I won't have to be scouring eBay or anything that they'll that they'll have enough for people who are buying a little bit late as well. So yeah, I'm totally for this, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if you just heard that, but I, I was playing the kind of funny video and I accidentally like oh. blared it. So uh, <laughs> that's why I just gave a weird reaction. But yeah, I totally agree with everything you're saying. Uh, and it, it'll it definitely, I just did it again. It'll definitely be good <laughs> for the people that want to play on day one, uh, mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, speaking of kind of funny, moving on to our next story, uh, kind of funny has announced that they have a brand new podcast that they are starting Roro, uh, Xbox centric podcast. Uh, <laughs> this is actually in interesting for me because I kind of fell off of kind of funny's bandwagon a little bit because, uh, I just felt like there wasn't a lot of content necessarily catered to me per se, uh, as an Xbox main fan, obviously I like to hear their impressions and stuff of, on PlayStation stuff, but, uh, I, I do think it's finally interesting to finally see a, uh, podcast for Xbox and it's, uh, it's including Alana Pierce from IGN, which I really liked when she was on, uh, uh, IGN's podcast unlocked when she worked with them uh and as well uh what is it Snowbike Mike which I'm not as yeah. familiar with him but uh Gary Witta as well Gary's just crazy so it's always fun yeah. to have Gary uh so what I, what do you think about this No yeah I'm I'm super excited Snowbike Mike is great he's like I've I've watched a couple of his streams and he's been on other uh kind of funny content before but he's like a longtime fan and community member of kind of funny but he's like he's super hype he has got this like radio shoutcaster type of voice slash vibe and he's like he he always brings a hype even if he's talking about the most mundane news story he somehow makes it exciting he he's he, he's probably gonna do a really great job as as host um but yeah I, he's obviously super into xbox him and another kind of funny best friend and mc fixer um have been kind of pushing kind of funny in this direction of like, please make an Xbox podcast. And if you do it, we'll totally be interested. In. So I'm, I'm happy to see that they, they one did it included Snowbike Mike and obviously Alana Pierce is amazing. And Gary is awesome too. So I'm excited to, to, to see this as someone who isn't super into Xbox and the kind of funny content does cater to me like PlayStation. Tim is obviously into Nintendo yep. and all the other stuff. It, it'll be interesting to see, how much I'll, t I'll obviously tune into it, but it'll be interesting to, to see this side of kind of funny. Yeah. Agreed completely. And I always, I, I always kind of wondered that because they don't really have like a Xbox, so to speak person, uh, mm -hmm. on their full-time staff. So I was always curious how they would do that. 
uh, which they they definitely did it in terms of uh, you know part time people and and people that they're bringing in specifically for this, like Alana. Um, but I, I think they really do have a good group of people here that they're bringing in to do this, and uh, it, it's definitely it's definitely going to be an interesting show. I think uh, so. I think they're doing like a pilot, like with six episodes or six. something. Yeah. yeah, over the course of I think it starts Saturday and six weeks. From then, every I'm guessing every Saturday following that Saturday, yeah, um, yeah, it'll be six pod episodes to see how it how it goes. Yeah, cool. And that comes at the perfect time for me going on vacation. I can of listen course. to that, <laughs> so that'll be cool. Uh, moving on, we have more uh, PlayStation news. Ghost of Tsushima has gotten some reviews coming in, uh, quite a bit of reviews actually. Uh, it comes out on Friday, so just as a friendly reminder to everyone out there. Uh, and it has been reviewing very well, Roro. Uh, it's currently sitting at an 84 on Metacritic, which is very good. And uh, a lot of people from the reviews that I've read, they've uh, lauded the game's combat, said it's very good. Uh, the story's really good. And it's like the atmosphere, the art style, everything is very good. Uh, I The only complaints that I've personally seen is like the stealth gameplay, I guess, isn't as good as it could be. Um, okay. which is, that's kind of a minor complaint. Uh, if the, especially if the combat's really good, then I mean, yeah. who wants to do stealth then if the combat's really good and <laughs> just go yeah. into combat? Um, so yeah, that, that sounds really, really promising. Uh, are you, are you thinking about getting this, uh, on Friday or, or waiting a little bit? I, so we have another story on the list about another game that's getting reviewed as well. That's also coming up on Friday yep. that I was kind of trying to decide whether I pick up this game or I pick up Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. And after seeing the reviews for both of the games, I'm I'm now leaning a little bit more to Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. And it's it's kind of interesting how my hype for them literally kind of switched. Flipped, I, yeah. I, I I was sorry? Oh sorry. I was just saying yeah flipped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah just I I I was excited for Ghost of Tsushima but not like oh my God I can't wait to play this. Come on yeah july uh 17th hurry up sort of thing but after seeing the reviews i was like this this sounds like a, a game i would definitely enjoy it sounds like it has a pretty good challenge the atmosphere looks super cool um the story looks uh intriguing uh so yeah i'm, I'm definitely down to pick it up on friday for sure sweet uh, and you kind of hinted at this a little bit, so I'll <laughs> go ahead and move us into that, uh, okay. just to kind of have a seamless transition there. Uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King reviews have come out. So, uh, obviously I think this is done decent. Uh, I think it's, mm-hmm. it's 81 on Metacritic right now. So that's pretty good. Um, I've n- personally never been into the Paper Mario series. I've never played any of them before, but they've never really seemed like they would appeal to me. They're kind of like in that uh, w- uh, Japanese uh, RPG style more so than what I would like. Uh, I know it's not really what that is exactly, but uh, I don't know. It's just the art style looks super cool, and I love how everything like looks like pa- paper mache-esque and like... Some of the environments in the new game look interesting, but at the same time, some of them look like 3D, which is kind of weird mishmash with Paper mm-hmm. Mario, so I'm not sure how how well that works, per se. 
Um, but obviously some people are enjoying it, so it has pretty good reviews. Uh, have you, have you seen anything about this or like, what are your, yeah. I, so like I said, I, it, my hype kind of switched for both of them. I was like super pumped for Paper Mario Origami Cam because it would have been my first Paper Mario game. I've heard amazing things about the thousand year door. Um, not so much about Color Splash and some other ones in between. So I, I wanted to give the series a, a, a try, and I, I certainly will, but maybe not on Friday. After seeing the reviews, a lot of people have been, uh, like, I've seen some pretty high praise of the game, but I've also seen some, like, lukewarm sort of maybe wait a little bit type of reviews as well. So after seeing how much praise Ghost has received and how very meh and in-between Paper Mario is, I, I kind of kind of switched. Um, it still looks like a game that I would enjoy, but I'm just going to wait a little bit for now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's not like you're hurting for anything to play on the Switch because I right. know you've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I've seen you tweeting about that, so I, I figured that would be the case. Uh, <laughs> moving on uh, to more Nintendo news. Crytek has apparently confirmed that the Switch version of Crisis Remastered is still coming on July 23rd. So a joke that we made, Roro, that you specifically made, what, last week or two weeks ago, uh, saying that they showed us the uh, Switch version of the game or whatever, that might not (laughs) actually be too far from the truth. It's it's still coming, July 23rd. Uh, So yeah, ugh. I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure this is the best platform to play this on. Uh, but yeah. if the rest of the platforms look like this, I'm not sure any platform is the best platform to play this on. So yeah. that that uh, that kind of sucks. That the gameplay that we saw, and I, I was joking as you were saying, like, "Oh man, this looks so bad. It, it must be the Switch version." Mm-hmm. Turning out to be kind of true that. Okay, yeah, it is. We can't make this look any better on the Switch, so here you go. July 23rd, it's still coming, which kind of kind of bummer, but understandable because of what the Switch can and can't do. Um, but I don't know. I wasn't going to play it on the Switch anyway, but it does kind of kind of suck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that's definitely a big bummer. Uh and oh, man. Just give us a freaking beautifully remastered version of the original crisis and i'll be on board but man it just it feels like they're taking the lesser approach Mm. i don't know i i wish more and more games that are getting remastered and remakes would take the resident evil approach because uh resident evil 2 remake and resident resident evil 3 remake in my opinion that's the way it should be for all remasters and remakes because Mm. Just the simple up res and stuff, that just doesn't cut it anymore, especially yeah. like in, in the current climate of games. Like games look phenomenal. Like look at The Last of Us Part Two. I mean yeah. it's it's very different now. So I agree. Yeah. I don't think it's it's worth it to do just that anymore. It's it's much better to do, as you were saying, a reimagining or really, really raise the the graphical standards if you're just gonna do that make it like purposeful that all i'm doing is making it look better but really make it look better if you're going to just do that yeah but i agree that re2 and re3 remake are definitely the standards that we should be having for remakes now 
Yep. I agree completely. Um, moving on, we have some news out of Google. Uh, they have signed deals with Supermassive Games, who, if you may not know, uh, is the developer of Until Dawn, and Harmonix, which you may know that name from Rock Band, uh, the original creators of Guitar Hero as well, uh, for exclusive Stadia games. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. The- the funny thing is, I don't, I don't know what you think about this, but like Harmonix makes games that require super precise input. Like mm. they require timing and input management. Like you have to time things correctly in Harmonix's games in order for them to work well. So like, how does that look in a Stadia atmosphere where you're not getting like instantaneous response times because mm. it's you're playing from a cloud? You know, right. I, I just I, I don't know. <laughs> there was the Stadia Connect earlier this week, which I had no idea yeah. was happening until like maybe minutes before it started. Yeah. But um, another pretty terrible sh- showcase of what, you know, there's nothing to be excited about, which kind of it sucks because I think the idea is awesome, but the. Like I, I, I'm. We're still waiting on a game, and I don't think there'll ever be a game that will make me go, "Man, I need to pick up Stadia." But we'll, I guess we'll see with Supermassive and, and Harmonix. Yeah. But I, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. Like, yeah. is there going to be that that exclusive game? Yeah. That makes me want to pick up Stadia for Stadia Pro or whatever. I, I don't know. Yeah, and you're and you're not discounting Supermassive or Harmonix. No, it's just not at all. Yeah, they're they're yeah. great developers. It's just like, what is that gonna look like on Stadia? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. And um, yeah, I I again I can't see it only being there. It says exclusive, but I feel like after some time, it'll eventually trickle to other consoles. I I wouldn't want to keep my games hostage on on Stadia. Yes, I agree yeah. completely. Uh, I think we should be in a world where games release everywhere, but yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never get there. Uh, Double Fine. This is our next news story. Double Fine has cut. Uh, I'm sorry. Double Fine originally cut boss fights from Psychonauts 2 until they were acquired from Xbox Game Studios. So this was a very interesting story that I thought uh, would be interesting timing for the whole Xbox showcase event coming next week. Um, but Tim Schafer had talked about this, how essentially uh, Microsoft came in at the perfect time because they were, they were stressed out with uh, both budget reasons and, you know, just studio reasons. Like you're worried about your studio, the small studio, like whether the lights are going to be on like in the next couple weeks. Like Tim Schafer talked about those things, which I thought was very interesting. Uh, and this just kind of points to that, like Microsoft's funding Psychonauts 2 now. Now, Psychonauts 2 isn't going to be an exclusive game because it was uh, started development before that happened. But it's still fantastic that Microsoft's acquisition is essentially making Psychonauts 2 a better game as a result. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I think it's very interesting to see stories like this. Like Insomniac, uh, when they were purchased by uh, PlayStation, obviously that was a big acquisition for Insomniac. Like, I just love seeing stuff like this. I mean... It's great to see uh, developers being supported by, by, by them. It is cool. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm sure we will see Psychonauts 2 next week. 
I yes. believe. So yeah. uh, moving on to more Xbox news, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, has announced that they have a closed beta launching July 30th. And also the game is launching August 18th. So this game, let me just tell you, Roro, mm-hmm. I played this game in a alpha. Uh, it was like a closed alpha test. I'm not sure if I'm even supposed to talk about it, but at this oh, point, I don't, it's not a big deal. No one's watching. No one's watching. <laughs> from them. At least I hope not. Uh, I played that like uh, three months ago, something like that, four months ago. And man, that game is freaking beautiful, like absolutely insanely beautiful. And I used to play the flight simulator games when I was a kid just to like have fun, like trying to figure things out and figure out how to fly these planes. I I just thought it was super cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I launched that game, the new one, and I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I started the plane, I got it in the air, and then crashed about five seconds later. Oh <laughs> so there's just so much you have to learn uh, mm-hmm. in a flight sim, uh, just because there's so many levers and buttons and, yeah. and all kinds. It's of like things. super realistic, right? It has like all the buttons on the roof and like the dashboards full of more buttons. Yes. Yeah, but it looks uh, intimidating. Yes, it, it very much is, and it's launching on PC. But they said that it's coming to Xbox at some point, which I'm not sure how. Like, how do you translate that to Xbox on the controller? I'm, I don't, I don't know how they do that. Uh, I don't know. I definitely have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be an interesting thing to see because are they going to like, you know, simplify the controls so that it's, you know, not necessarily a flight sim anymore. It's more just a flight experience. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Keep your eye on there. Uh, moving on to, uh, we've got some uh, news stories from the Ubisoft forward event. So I kind of broke them down here uh, at the end of our uh, news of the week. Um, so Watch Dogs Legion got some brand new gameplay, uh, in Ubisoft's uh, event. I thought it looked actually pretty good. Um, I, one of my friends, he's not a big Watch Dogs fan. He said, eh, I wasn't that excited about it, but I was like, man, this looks super cool and super up my alley. Like all the, uh, environments seem like they're a lot more densely packed than Watch Dogs 2 and the first game as well. And also, it seems like there's a lot more variety in terms of the gameplay, uh, like with the hacking. And Watch Dogs 2 already kind of evolved that uh, quite a bit from the first game, and this looks to do it even more. And the best freaking feature, Roro, that I think is in it is you can play as literally anyone. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's the crazy thing about it, I think, as well. And it's going to be interesting to see if that feature will get old. I, it seems like it's super fun and it's a tall task as well. I can't believe that like anyone, like literally yeah. anybody in the city, you could take control of and join your legion. And I think that's a, that's pretty insane. I don't know if that's been done before. Probably not. That's why this is so interesting to look at, but... Yeah, I think that's that's going to be a super fun gameplay mechanic for sure. Yeah, agreed. That's, I think that's going to be something to watch this fall for sure, especially since it's coming. Uh, supposedly, you, we don't know the console dates yet, but this will probably be before the next gen consoles come out. So, 
because uh, I think this is coming October twenty something. It's like twenty second, I think. I'm not. Yeah. I think twenty second. I don't yeah. remember. Something like that. But uh, you would think that would be before the next gen console, so that would be a perfect time for me to get to play something like that, and then a couple weeks later, two three weeks later, we get the new consoles. That'd be uh, that'd yeah. be good timing. October 29th, by the way. There we go. October 29th. <laughs> uh, so maybe less than two weeks that uh, I would have <laughs> until the consoles, depending on when they come in November. Uh, but anyways, moving on, we have Hyperscape uh, that got an open beta that that went live, and it's actually live now uh, from the Ubisoft event as well. Uh, Hyperscape's that new um, game from Ubisoft Montreal, the uh, Battle Royale game that... Uh, looked very interesting. I haven't checked it out yet, but uh, it definitely piqued my interest a little bit. Uh, I probably won't have time to play it before I go on vacation, and uh, obviously my gaming PC is here, so uh, I probably won't play it uh, for a little bit, but uh, I'm definitely interested to kind of check it out. I know people, there's been some people complaining about like snipers on there and stuff, um, but I have seen some positive stuff come out of it as well. Uh, I'm not sure if you've seen anything or what you think. I think it looks really cool. I like the style that they're going for. Obviously, the Battle Royale genre is definitely dominated by uh, Fortnite. And um, you could say Apex maybe as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool to see the Ubisoft dive into this. And I and I think that it's unique enough to find its its audience. I don't know if it'll beat Fortnite or anything like that, yeah. if that's even a thing. But and I think it'll definitely get its audience and it'll be maybe in the top area on Twitch for a while. And yeah, you know, but it, it's definitely something that I'm going to give a try, especially that it's, uh, if it's free to play, which I think they said it is. Correct. Yep. Um, and with a free battle pass, I think in the open beta right now, which is oh, wow. even cooler. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely excited to try it. I haven't, given it given it a shot yet um i really think that their twitch integration and extensions that they have for streamers is really cool how you can vote on different events yes if you're in the chat and yeah i think that's that's super cool that is Um, very cool i the one was like a low grab event or whatever yeah yeah (laughs) that is super interesting yeah so I'm, i'm excited to see what that looks like for people who aren't streaming i'm i'm sure there's there's still going to be ways to vote or it'll be automatic, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see the differences. If there's a benefit to streaming while playing the game or not, it'll be cool mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to explore. Yeah, I agree completely. It'll be interesting for sure. Uh, moving on, we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay and Roro. This is actual gameplay. Actual time. gameplay. Yeah. Yep. This isn't them saying <laughs> gameplay and then not being gameplay. <laughs> so, uh, I thought, uh, the gameplay looked very, very similar to Odyssey, which I know some people complained about. Uh, personally, them comparing it to Odyssey is very exciting for me because I loved Odyssey. Um, We've talked about this before. Uh, My only problem with Odyssey was just how big it was. Uh, You can never see everything. 
Um, so I'm excited uh, to actually see more from Valhalla. And uh, I actually have a collector's edition pre-order because I'm a sucker Ooh. and I'm a huge <laughs> Assassin's Creed fan in case you couldn't tell from all my statues behind me. Uh, but uh, yeah, and the other interesting thing is they're kind of bringing back some stealth mechanics from the original uh, before they rebooted it into like this more hardcore RPG style. They're kind of bringing back some of the stealth mechanics like uh moving within crowds yeah yeah, yeah moving, cool. yeah and I, that was actually one thing i was like why did they take that out because that was actually interesting like being able to like move within crowds to kind of stalk your prey so to speak i thought that was cool and the dual wield you can dual wield any weapons now which is insane like i don't even know what that's gonna look like what if i have two giant axes i don't know i think i i saw somebody with two shields in the gameplay at one point i was like what what are you doing that that's awesome that you could that you could even do that but (laughs) oh man but yeah the gameplay combinations with that is gonna be freaking hilarious (laughs) i'm 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 excited to see that uh stealth come back as well with the the hood and just that looked super cool. I remember playing, there was a multiplayer mode in one of the games a really long time ago on Xbox 360 or something where you could play with your friends. And it was always fun to like disguise yourself as an NPC and then just like surprise attack them. I don't know if you remember playing uh, the multiplayer. Uh, yes, but, yes. The multiplayer yeah. I thought was actually one of the interesting parts of the that, or, the original games. Yeah, that was something that I, I really enjoyed as well. So it will be cool to get back something similar like with the like uh disguising yourself in the crowd and stuff like that yes i agree completely i i wish they would bring the multiplayer back i thought that was awesome (laughs) like like even how they did the multiplayer they have the little compass thing that like points you in the direction of the person but it doesn't like tell you where the person's at it it just kind of helps you like that was super smart and like oh I miss that. I miss that. <laughs> Bring the multiplayer back. Yeah. Yes. And I think, actually, Sean always talks about that, too, how he misses the Assassin's Creed multiplayer. but And he's not even a big multiplayer guy. <laughs> so It's just that good? Yes, exactly. Uh, moving on to our final announcement here uh, from the Ubisoft event. Far Cry 6 has been officially revealed after being kind of leaked uh, quite a bit before the show. Uh, but uh, Giancarlo Espina- Espinosa, is that his name? I think, I think Espinosa, I don't know. I, 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 I probably butchered that, but yeah. the guy from Breaking Bad, uh, yes. it, Better Call Saul, etc., and uh, and Mandalorian as well more recently. Um He's the main villain in Far Cry 6, uh, and his son is also on the cover as well. As you see in the trailer, he kind of is uh, prepping his son, so to speak, to take over uh, control, I guess. Um, and I think it's very interesting because uh, they may be setting up for like future games here too. Like If they have him as the main bad guy in this game and then the next game have his son... Uh, like time jump like 15 mm-hmm. years or 10 years cool. or yeah. yeah and just kind of see like the evolution of that character i think that would be super interesting uh and i think this game looks really really good uh mm-hmm. they announced it for february of next year coming out which is very soon actually for it being announced now 
Uh, and man, it just looks good. I'm, I'm a big Far Cry fan when it was in the tropical settings, like Far Cry three and four. Uh, I, I think that, uh, Far Cry primal and Far Cry five wasn't as good, um, in, in the non-tropical settings, uh, five in Montana and primal in, uh, the prehistoric times. But, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that, uh, this is kind of cool to see a, a you know, going back to the roots of the series. Um, how, what are your thoughts? Have you uh, been a big Far Cry fan or? Not until recent times. I, I tried five. I in, enjoyed it. Like it wasn't, I didn't, it didn't blow my mind in any way. I, I haven't played the earlier ones, but I, 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 I have to try three, of course. Yes. I know that's a, the, the one that everybody talks about is the the best one because of the uh, the villain in it. Voss, so really, Voss, yes, yes. Um, so I definitely want to go back and give that a shot just just for the story, honestly, just to experience that. I think but I just I, saw that that was like three dollars somewhere. I, yes, I saw. Yeah, I, I I need to take advantage of that. Um, I think it was. I don't know if it's if I can still get it, but I think it was if you logged in with your Ubisoft account on the Epic Games for a while the show was going on, something something like that. I think you had to have like a prerequisite to get the $3 off. I'm not sure. Gotcha. I have to look into that a, a bit more. But uh, yeah, if, if it is $3, still definitely going to pick that up. Um, but I've definitely been in the mood for this type of game, like open worlds, go crazy, do a bunch of missions, climb towers. I just in the mood for something like that. It sucks that I have to wait a little while. But uh, it looks... Uh, the story looks really cool. This actor is phenomenal, of course. So good. So I, I'm excited to see what the story might entail. Yes, I agree completely. He he does an absolutely phenomenal job as as villain. Like he literally just he's the perfect bad guy. Like yes. I don't know what it is. His gravitas, like his voice, everything. He's just so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So uh, very worthy successor to Voss uh, many years later. Uh, moving on to the games we are playing. Uh, Roro, I am sorry to disappoint you. My games we're playing list is very, very slim this <laughs> week because uh, I've been busy doing other things and preparing for vacation and all, all kinds of stuff, preparing my house for vacation, etc. You don't want to hear about that. But <laughs> I have I, I started playing Mafia 2 Definitive Edition the other night, uh, which I always talk on this podcast about how I love Mafia 2. So here's the thing. Some games I feel like don't hold up as well as other games do, and I feel like Mafia 2 is in the situation where it does not hold up as well now as it did when I played it 10 years ago. Uh, it feels very empty, like the world feels very empty uh, now when you kind of roam, roam the streets and such. Uh, the voice acting and such, the performances weren't as good as Mafia 3, for instance. Um, so it's definitely, it kind of tainted my uh, my vision of Mafia 2, I guess. I, I guess I shouldn't have done that to myself. Um, <laughs> but that kind of, that just kind of happens with some games that they don't necessarily hold the test of time as well as like, you know, when I go back and play Halo Combat Evolved, I could play go back and play that a million times and it would right. hold up every time. 
Uh, whereas this, I, I don't feel like holds up as well. So I just had to report in on that little bit of disappointment. But uh, I think I instead of that, uh, so I started that. I think I'm going to instead uh, kind of ditch that, so to speak, and go back to Mafia 3 and start over my campaign on there because, uh, gosh, I started that two-plus years ago. I wouldn't know what's going on, but I really loved the story when I was playing that. The main problem is the gameplay, but I just want to experience that story um, for how good it is. So I'm probably going to do that next, personally. Nice. Yep, that's it. Um, What I've been playing is, of course, some more Animal Crossing. Yes. (laughs) Um, I I feel like my my list is pretty samey each week, but... um, yeah, right now I'm, I'm still playing some more Animal Class Crossing. Um, I got a new villager this week. A villager that left was uh, Snooty. I was totally fine with saying goodbye to her. I was hoping that she would leave, so I got a new villager this week to join our little island family. <laughs> so that was kind of the the highlight of this week's playthrough of Animal Crossing. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. And Destiny, of course, uh, doing the little quests here and there as we gear up for the September expansion. And uh, yeah, that's that's about it. I'm thinking about jumping back into Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I'm, I'm feeling to play something like that right now. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. it's such a good game too. It, yeah. You could literally go back to that game for years. Like, I mean, <laughs> it probably wouldn't get old either. There's so many different places in that game. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, probably... Uh, I won't be playing it by next episode because uh, next episode will hopefully be next Thursday for the Xbox event. I'll be on vacation, but the week after, hopefully I'll be playing Ghost of Tsushima when I'm back home and I can play on my PS4 and I'm sure you will be doing the same. I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So very excited for all of that. Uh, But let's move on to the topic of the show, the Xbox Games Showcase Predictions, Roro. This this has been the moment that I've waited five (laughs) years for Halo freaking infinite gameplay, Roro. Five long years. Finally happening. (laughs) Yes, uh, three four three did confirm that Halo Infinite's campaign will be shown uh, at the event, which is, I think that was kind of a given already. But I do think we'll see a sizable chunk from that game's campaign. I think it will not. When I say sizable chunk, I mean like fifteen minute demo or something like that, or twenty minute demo uh, out of an hour and a half long event. Um, I think it will definitely have a big presence, and I think there's definitely a chance that we get a teaser for multiplayer with uh, maybe a beta coming in August or something like that to kind of tie into their uh, August event that is being rumored right now for uh, Xbox Series S being announced. Um, So that's kind of my first prediction there, uh, so to speak, is... uh, Halo Infinite obviously will be the star of the show, and I literally can't wait to freaking see that game. Uh, It's been a long time coming. Uh, I've been saying it for freaking years, Roro. Nobody listens. This is 343's Halo 3, and Halo 3 is the greatest video game of all time for me. 
So I'm very excited. Damn. This is this is huge for me. So that's well, my first prediction. <laughs> yes, I'm throwing it back to you now. All right. So my first prediction. Yep. All right, this is a wild one. Okay. So stick with me. All right. We're going on a little a little a little ride here. All right. This is definitely not going to happen, but I thought it was kind of fun. Okay. So do you remember the beginning of this year? <laughs> where um, there was a, a leak for Platinum Games uh, where you click on the link and it'll take you to their site. It was a blank page with four numbers and it was just to get everybody hyped for four announcements for Platinum Games. Do you remember when that, that happened? Oh, And yes. then we found out that the first one was the Wonderful 101. Yes. And and for the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and Steam. Yes. That was their first announcement. And their second announcement was... Uh, they're going into self-publishing their first self-published game, which was their like kaiju slash Pacific Rim looking game. We haven't seen a gameplay yet, I don't think. It was just like a really cool cinematic trailer. And I think it's called Project Agogo or something, something weird like that. That so they don't have the official name yet, but they're working on a, a game. Yeah. And their I, third I announcement, which has been this. postponed. You think you know where I'm going? Yeah. <laughs> the third announcement. <laughs> was uh, Tokyo Games. Uh, they're moving their studio to Tokyo. And obviously that's been postponed because of the whole pandemic thing. And their fourth announcement, which would have been their last announcement, if it wasn't an April Fool's joke that hurt us all and we're like, what the heck is this? Nobody liked that. But it was an April Fool's joke. So technically they don't have, haven't done their fourth announcement yet. And if you go on their website, they have a fifth slot open. So originally it was four. Technically, they haven't done all four because their fourth one wasn't a real one. Yeah. So my prediction for their fifth announcement I know what you're doing. is Scalebound oh. is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> Scalebound is returning. They're working on Scalebound. Definitely yeah. going to be showed off at the Xbox yeah. conference. And uh, yeah, I was so bummed when they canceled that. So they must be working on it. They yeah. have to be. Yeah. I knew you were going there. <laughs> I, I think... Yeah, I think people would be excited to see Scalebound return, but uh, I I definitely don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, you never Sorry. know. Crazier things have happened. Uh, David Jaffe was famous Crazier for saying. Things. David Jaffe was famous for saying that uh, uh, Twisted Metal didn't exist, and then he walked out on stage and announced Twisted Metal. So, you never know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's could be. You, do you want me to give my real one, or do you want to do what? You want to go next? That's that's. I guess that's my oh. first. Oh. My first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So my next one, my next one is uh, <laughs> Fable Reboot, which this is an easy one because it's been freaking leaked all yes. over the place. That's it's, not my list. It's a leak. It's a leakier boat than uh, I don't know the Far Cry Six announcement. Uh, Fable Reboot finally being announced by Playground Games, and I think it will give a release date of fall 2021. So I think we may get like a teaser, like a CG teaser, so to speak, uh, for Fable. Uh, I think it'll be a Fable Reboot and not a sequel, just to be clear. Uh, so that's just, that's my thoughts. Uh, and I'm very excited to see what Playground does with this because... Forza Horizon compared to Forza Motorsport, Forza Horizon is absolutely my bread and butter because I love like open world experiences like that. And I love what they do with Forza Horizon. It's a more arcadey 
uh, version of Forza, uh, as opposed to motorsport is more of a track racing. So I'm interested to see how they use that open world expertise on an RPG and see mm-hmm. what they can do for Fable. Cause they've definitely, they've acquired a lot of talent, uh, over the last three years or so, uh, for their second studio that's working on Fable. So I, I'm very, very excited for this. For sure. Yeah, I, that was on my list, too. I'm definitely expecting some sort of news out of Fable as well. Um, yeah, as you said, it was, it's leaked, so it's probably probably going to happen. Yes. It's probably more likely than, than Scalebound. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably so. So my next one is uh, Cuphead DLC, which has been announced for a while now. Yes. Um, obviously, Cuphead takes a little bit longer to develop because it's all hand-drawn and you're throwing in gameplay on top of that it's going to take a take a while but i can definitely see them showing off uh just a little bit even if it's not ready just to like let us know that they're still working on it because yeah. i don't ex- i don't expect it to be anytime soon uh because of the reasons i i just said but i think that they they should show off a little bit of of what they're uh what working on at the showcase and i think this would be a great place to do it. just a little small uh, tease. Yes, I agree completely. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. I, d- I don't know when. Uh, I don't know. I just want it all, Roro. I want yeah. it all. I want it all. I can't get enough of this. Uh, my next one, I think uh, this is kind of an interesting one because we just got the announcement of Everwild at XO19 uh in when was that december october i don't know sometime in the late part of last year uh rare announced everwild and i think we will get a technical alpha so not a beta not a demo nothing like that i think we'll get a technical alpha maybe like with xbox preview uh players uh of 2021 and that's for the technical alpha, not for the game launching, with new footage from the game as well. I think this uh, this game could be interesting because obviously with Sea of Thieves, Rare took, uh, took a lot of risks and did an online connected world. And it kind of looks like Everwild maybe taking what they learned from Sea of Thieves and kind of applying that differently. It's still kind of up in the air whatever Wild actually is, but it definitely showed a lot of foliage, and I loved the art style that they used, and I loved uh, all the animals that they showcased in their in their trailer. Uh, so I'm kind of, I'm just intrigued to see what else Rare can show us uh, that isn't Sea of Thieves, which, to their credit, they've done a phenomenal job supporting Sea of Thieves. They've had monthly updates for ever since the game launched and they've added so much content to that game that it's unreal. Uh, definitely applaud rare for doing that. So very excited to see what, uh, what else they have to offer from Everwild. So my next one is definitely in my wheelhouse of games that I like to play, but I, I think we'll see some more for our first look, I guess at extended destiny, Beyond Light gameplay. Ever since they separated from PlayStation exclusives and Activision, at least recently, yes, uh, a lot of their ads have been the Xbox logo is what's showing first. Like they don't show PlayStation, they don't show Steam. Obviously, doesn't have a weird thing like that. But every time I see a 
a Destiny ad for the next DLC. It always starts with the Xbox and then the logo coming out. Like I feel like they've they've gotten a little bit closer again. Bungie obviously has a long history with Xbox. So I can definitely see them teasing or not teasing, but showing off a little bit more stasis gameplay uh, at this event. Um, Maybe another story trailer, if they don't want to show off gameplay, take up too much time. Maybe just another uh, story trailer. I could definitely see that happening as well. But uh, yeah, with with I can. Yeah, I think we're going to see a little bit more Destiny uh, content. I think Destiny uh, Bungie usually um, is very open with when they're going to be showing more content true recently they've been uh keeping it a little bit closer to the chest or and announcing it closer to the actual event so i feel like either thursday this week we'll hear an announcement from them saying hey we're going to be at the xbox thing because on thursday is their this week at bungie where they share what they've done this week and what's to come so i feel like either this week or next week tuesday which is the reset time reset day in destiny they provide new content, we'll hear from them that, hey, we're going to be at the Xbox Showcase. Let's tune in and see a new trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually really like that one because, uh, especially since uh, some viewers, uh, listeners probably wouldn't know this, uh, Phil Spencer is actually a huge Destiny fan. He plays <laughs> a lot of Destiny and talks about Destiny a lot. Um, so that definitely would definitely be a, a partnership that would make sense, especially from the history standpoint, but also because Phil loves destiny and I see him talking about it all the time. So, uh, that definitely, that makes a lot of sense and they haven't really shown a whole lot from beyond light besides their digital event that they had. So, uh, and it wasn't a lot of, yeah, you're right. They didn't show that much. They showed like a, a trailer and that's it. They still have a lot of gameplay and mechanics to show off still yeah absolutely so very good one uh roro uh i have one more uh that i have i'm not sure what what you have but i have obsidian's new rpg will probably make me lose my damn mind roro (laughs) so uh, this is the Pillars of Eternity team, uh, which is that kickstarted game that Obsidian had uh, kickstarted a-, a long time ago. This is that team that's building this RPG, uh, the Outer Wild or Outer Wilds, the Outer Worlds team. <laughs> is uh, a different team, separate team. And the grounded team is a tiny team. It's only like 10 people. That wasn't a pun for grounded's gameplay (laughs) about being miniaturized, but uh, uh, it's a very small team. It's only like 10 people. Uh, So this is their other big team. And I am very excited because uh, Obsidian's history of RPGs loved Fallout New Vegas, loved uh, uh, South Park, the stick of truth and loved outer worlds. So I'm very, very interested to see what their next RPG is and, uh, see what kind of new IP they can bring to Xbox. Uh, so I am very, 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 very excited. <laughs> yeah. I hope to see something from them too, for sure. They're, they, as you said, make some really great open worlds or RPGs and great stories as well. So I'm definitely excited to see what they have next for sure mm-hmm. yep. um i don't have really any more games or announcements just like a, kind of a question or a discussion point for yeah. for you yeah um so the xbox demo event is happening 
in this time. Correct. How likely do you think it is that we see like Halo, a Halo demo or a Halo multiplayer at the very least? Yes. Come out during this time. That is actually a very good point. And uh, I actually did. I think I tweeted this out or something. I, I put it somewhere. But that is a very good point. I think there definitely is a chance that there is a Halo multiplayer beta that they announce at this event that then you can play instantly on the uh, the uh, Game Fest uh, demo reel or whatever they're calling it uh, that they have already announced for that week. Uh, I definitely think that's a possibility. If that happens, may God help me because <laughs> my internet is not good. I, I, it's probably not going to be phenomenal over there. It'll probably be all right, but it's not going to be phenomenal. I'm going to have to wait 20 minutes to download like 300 meg or something, and I'm going to be like losing my mind. But uh, yeah, there, there's a there's a real chance of that. Um I don't think they'll do like a campaign uh, demo, so to speak. Right. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah. And it's never been something they've done before. But Bonnie Ross did say after the Halo Master Chief Collection uh, launched as a disaster, uh, she did say that no Halo game would ever launch again without a beta. So we are now, it's now July 15th, and we've heard nothing about a beta. So there's definitely a chance that it gets announced next week and we and we actually get our hands on it next week which nice that would be cool uh that would be awesome yeah that'd be cool for people who are home (laughs) not so much for uh daniel (laughs) unfortunately (laughs) honestly it's just very exciting to finally have halo news again because as a huge halo fan I know how important this game is for not only Xbox, but for 343, because I know 343 often gets a lot of crap, and sometimes it's undeservedly so, because, yes, Halo 5's story was a disaster, and, you know, it it, it definitely um, set the wrong expectation with the marketing, the marketing was phenomenal, like literally one of the best marketing campaigns I've ever seen. But then the game wasn't that. So um, I think it'll be interesting to see how they bring the fans back. And uh, more interestingly, because I think the campaign will be fine. I think uh, how they bridge the gap between old fans of the multiplayer and new fans, uh, combining the armor abilities and all of that, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of manage everything. Um, But yes, I'm very excited. I cannot wait. Me too. So cool. Uh, Anything else you want to say before we close out the show for the Xbox Uh event next week? Is there anything no. that you would see that uh, if you saw this that you would guarantee yourself to buy an Xbox Series X? Well, I guess I guess that's the problem. You already own a, a gaming PC, so you would just play on on your PC, correct? Yeah. So that's true. Yeah. So that's the th- that's the thing we always talk about, like um, you know, console wars and all this stuff. But it's like really, it's not as simple as just com- console wars anymore because there's more than just one way to play, you know, you can play on PC, you can play on X cloud, you can play on your Xbox one, you can play on Xbox series X. There's just so many different layers that I don't know. It's, it's, it's a complex beast. 
but again, people just don't 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 start console wars. Just mean, yeah. Just, <laughs> just yeah. don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Just enjoy your games on the platform that you want to play on. That's it. So cool. All right. Simple as. Yes. <laughs> Thank, thank you to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Music. Thank you, Roro, so much for the show. It was a really good show. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Roro's going to have a new exit here. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> See. <laughs> nice.